Welcome to Sustainable 218. Welcome yourself all to Sustainable 218. My magnificent chub who was not at all in my bad books. How the devil are you? Well, I just wanted to say at this point that you are <laughs> looking, sounding, and almost certainly smelling wonderful. I'm not smelling wonderful. I'm not smelling wonderful, and you are partly to blame. We are Sustainable. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, in we all? Yep. About people and the planet, and why just because you record a podcast episode once, that doesn't mean you don't have to do it all over again from scratch, yes? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, this is an episode that we enjoyed recording so much. All thought we should have another go at it from scratch and deliberately, deliberately did a technical balls up and has made Dave stay up past his bedtime and made him all grumpy. On the plus side. Yes. I'm going to get a lot less sleep than you. That's true. You deserve a lot less sleep than me. What are we going to be talking about this week? Again, Ol. (laughs) For the second time. We're going to be talking about dams, Dave. Yes, we are going to talk about dams. What do we know about them? Great big concrete walls of mayhem holding back water, holding back people and squashing the planet beneath them. Or are they? That's what we are here to find out. Last, no, what was it? Four weeks ago, episode 214, we talked about Bitcoin. And in the course of talking about Bitcoin, we ended up talking for a bit about dams. And it turns out we never talked about them. And we thought we should rectify that, didn't we, Al? We did, yeah. Of all of the things that we've talked about in the realm of making nice electricity without burning the planet, we realised we hadn't talked about dams. So it's high time, high tide, high tide. you might say, that we talked about dams once or twice. <laughs> yes, now I shall not keep banging on about this. It's going to be fun when we do dam quiz. You're going to have to try and... <laughs> See if you can actually remember the answer to Dan, because you can tell people what you said before you knew the answer and then see if you can remember the actual answer. That's what we can do in Dan. I'm so sorry. Just the usual disclaimer before we talk about dams and whether or not they are the devil. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes. But these are very much our own views. So if anything that we say makes you want to delete it, sit here for an hour and then start again, take it up with all, but not with me and not with the people for whom we work, Yes. Yes, or indeed, if anything that we say builds up a great big reservoir nice. of appropriation and hatred and bile that you want to gush forth all over uh, us. To, well, gush forth all over us. Don't gush forth all over our employers. All right. Yes, do not barrage us with oh. complaints. We are a listener-supported podcast. If for some unfathomable reason... You enjoy what you hear so much that you want to pay us to do it twice. This is going to be good. I don't care. We've had a run at this now. This is going to be even better. We've rehearsed this battle. (laughs) It's going to be even better. You can donate at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Quite a few people do. We love those people. We need some more. We need to keep the babble on the road. So thank you so much to those who do. Please chip in. Shall we get on with it again? I'm I'm so... Have I said I'm sorry? Not I enough. feel like I haven't said it enough. <laughs> Thing Dave can't decide if it is good or not. Right, so this is the section where Dave goes, 
Oh, I suppose it could be. The, oh, it's not too bad. But on the other hand, this maybe. The, which which Dave says about a lot of things, yes, but this is a big thing that he's not it at is all a big sure thing. about. And well, I say he's not at all sure about. He was pretty sure about before he looked into it, weren't you, Dave? You thought these were basically good things, and I thought they were basically bad things. Well, you had. I mean, let's start with your very strongly held reaction when I just idly brought up the topic of the dam. And your starting position on a dam is? Balls. Why? Because floods people out of their homes and wildlife out of their homes. Right. Okay, good. And I sort of, I get that, you know, and it's a vast amount of concrete and all of that and you know emissions and blah blah blah. i kind of get that but then i was also like uh, but you do get an awful lot of low carbon zero carbon energy no less out of one of them dams and like i don't know big things will have some impact but that doesn't inherently make them bad right like lots and lots of solar panels has an impact lots and lots of renewable energy uh, wind turbines and stuff has an impact so like i'm a bit like uh and i find myself kind of wanting to like dams like you sometimes you know you're out walking and you're in a wood and you sort of marvel you play the dave's out walking music yeah that'd be about right and you're uh marveling at how beautiful you are and then you turn a corner and then suddenly there's a great dam (laughs) and you go look at that that massive dam. Cool. It's bloody blimey. impressive, isn't it? You kind of like, there's a bit of me thinks, look at that. Look at it. Like, I want that thing. Isn't it amazing that we can make that? I know it's not probably a good instinct. It's probably the same instinct that, like, makes all this economic growth that Tim Jackson was banging But I kind of, like, I want to like these things. I want humanity's engineering expertise to kind of be a good thing. Yeah? I'm not an insubordinate man by nature. I try and respect Rimmer and everything, but it's not easy because he's such a smeghead. Oh, well, I know, I know where you're coming from, and there is a beautiful simplicity about dams. I yes. do. I, I like the way that, like, you know, it's a river flowing from A to B. It's just that mm. by slowing it down and making it into a sort of lakey bit of the river, you can then get loads of electricity from it. That's like there's that's very elegant. I know there's like complexity in the. <laughs> In the turbines and stuff, but it's a very elegant idea. You're just slowing down the water to then let it speed up again, which gives you electricity. Clever. Very clever. If it didn't kill and displace millions of people. Right, well, we'll come to that, won't we? We'll come to that. But before any of that, so I stop. All I want to say is, we will come to that. So all (laughs) I wanted to say is, I wasn't sure about whether or not dams were good. I'd heard bad things about them, but then I kind of thought, but are people just being a bit damnest about things yeah you know what i mean so would you like a damn quiz oh again would you like a damn quiz yes i would like a damn quiz would you like to give me a damn quiz yes i'll give you a damn quiz that you've had once already but let's be good because we'll see if you can remember it damn quiz oh what is your favorite damn Favourite dam? Uh, didn't ask you this first time round, did I? No, you didn't. Uh, uh, there's a, a, a Jean Claude Van. <laughs> yes. Um, Amster, another yes. classic. Rotter. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Not not an E then. That's not your favourite dam. Oh, E dam. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Edam is my favourite. Well, uh, nostalgically, it's my very favourite cheese. Yeah, I was, I was, I loved it when I was a wee bairn. Yeah. Uh, Edam. See, I, <laughs> Edam. See, I uh, a troubled relationship with Edam. Me, really. Now I haven't had cheese for fifteen years. I've just had my fifteen-year vegan trouble. anniversary. That well, maybe so. Yeah, I had my fifteen-year vegan anniversary. I didn't go on about it. Didn't get a card from you. I noticed. You know, didn't get uh, any tofu in the post. But that's that, fine. That is true. That yeah. is true. Um, that. Do you know what's scary about that is that it doesn't seem like very long ago that you were celebrating 10 years of being a vegan. That's right. Uh, crikey. I know. Yeah, time does push on, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and But when I was a kid, Edam, I used to think Edam was the devil. I was scared of it because I didn't realise I had a bad experience with some Edam. I didn't realise you're supposed to take that red plastic stuff off. That was. What do you mean you didn't realise? Well, I didn't. No one told me, so I ate it. Well, that's like no one telling you that when you bring a load of apples home in a carrier bag, you're supposed to take the carrier bag off. I thought like, you were going to say you're supposed to take the peel off an apple. That's bloody news to me after all this it's, time. It's obvious that you take well, the. Well, not when you're six. <laughs> no. Um, don't, don't even talk to me about baby bells. <laughs> do you know the multiplication tables? Long division? I know of them. What I have asked you question number one in dam quiz already, so you're going to get it again. Um, what is the difference between a dike and a dam? A dike? A dike is what they have in, like, fens and stuff, isn't it? It's for drain... It's, it's the sort of channel where you drain water away. You take water away from a place. So it's a sort of drainy channel. A dam is a dam. <laughs> it's, very, <laughs> it's a big wall that stops water. Yeah, makes like a big a be- reservoir behind it. Like a beaver would build. We didn't talk in the whole of our first record. We didn't talk about beavers yes. once. I, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Well, isn't it lucky that I have graciously isn't given us lucky. the opportunity to do this again? I mean, if you want to hear us banging on about beavers, go back and listen to episode 155, where we go and sort of meet some beavers. And what we do is we investigate with our own eyes, don't we? We look at a beaver dam. That's what we do. And we get all impressed by it. And there's all the sounds of owls sounding all wibbly and happy in the water. Um, (laughs) Splishy, splashy. Yes. They are, I suppose, uh, they must be the inspiration for humans building dams. They must have seen beavers building dams going, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Maybe we're part beaver bit bigger <laughs> yes um yeah okay so uh basically a dike or a levee you know like in new orleans which yes. of course so tragically breached is that what you do you breach Bre- yeah the levee's breached um with when katrina came through yeah so those are structures that are about moving water away keeping water away from somewhere basically whereas yeah, a dam okay. is about holding it back for a purpose because yeah. either you want to make a reservoir or you want to and or you want to have some hydropower oh yes yes okay question number two in dam quiz what i've asked you already is according to the tyndall center on climate change what is an exceptionally erudite and important Centre on Climate Change. Uh, very big brainy types know all about things. According to them, how many hydropower dams as of the year 2020 are there in the world? Bearing in mind, by no means are all dams for the purpose of generating electricity. Uh, but, oh, what, okay, so lots of them are just for making reservoirs, for drinking. I guess so. I, no, guess. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many how many hydropower dams were there in the world in 2020? 
According to the Tyndall Centre yeah. for Climate Change Research, yes. All right, I reckon there's, on average, about 30 or 40 in each country. There's 200-ish countries, so 6,000. <laughs> six, no, one's, no one's buying that you're saying this for the first time. You know that, right? Honestly, I can't. I, my, <laughs> I, am, I am so, so brain dead that it is a struggle to remember that we recorded this episode an hour ago, two hours ago. Two hours ago. Um, the answer is, the answer is nine and a half thousand, for argument's sake. There you go. Nine thousand six. That's not bad. That's not a bad um, guess. That was quite good kind of, you know, guesstimations, I thought. Good guesstimation, good zequels there, old. Do you know what a zequels is? Nope. As equals is like some guesswork where you say something equals something based on guesswork, but like educated guesswork, it's an educated guess. So if I said to you, like, uh, how many of your friends have got big feet? You would say, well, I can think of five of my friends. One of them's got big feet. Uh, I've got 500 friends. Therefore, I reckon it's more or less that, whatever that is. That's kind of as equals. Yeah. So good. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm not going to bother asking you again. 16% of the world's electricity in 2020 was generated by dams. What do you think about that all? I think that's a big number. That is a big I number. think that is more than I would have anticipated. I'll tell you, it's, it's a lot more than I anticipated because what I anticipated last time we recorded this episode was 5%. Yes, no, a lot more. Uh, massive. That really surprised me, actually. It really, really surprised me. There are some countries in the world, like Paraguay, for example, um, you, you, th- you think Costa Rica, is that right? That what, what get almost all their electricity off of dams? I think Costa Rica gets loads off of hydro. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because Costa Rica gets held up as, like, I think nearly 100% renewable in terms of its electricity generation, but I think a shit ton of that comes from dams. Yeah. Okay, according to question three in dam quiz, according to future dams, which is future, future uh, dams, future dams, which is a research body about D- dams. Dams, yes, yeah. that's right, yes, um, and which is very interested in producing research about. Dams. Dams, yes, that's right, yes. So this is from Future Dams. Um, and I want you to think very carefully about the answer to this question, Ol. What do they describe as an integrated water, energy, food, environment system, otherwise known as a WEFI? A water, oh. energy, food, environment system. My fridge? <laughs> I think that's all of those think- things. It's- Think again. What, what else might they be talking about? Oh! D- dams? Dams, that's right. This is the new name for dams. No longer dams in the world of Sustainababble. The dam has been recalled an integrated water, energy, food, and environment system. So that is what we should be calling them for the rest of this episode. Do you know what that sounds like? Weffy. Sounds like babble. Right, so we're going to talk about a dam. That's what we're going to do. We're going to explore the world of dams by not, looking not at E-dam. a not so E-dam. dam, not e dam. That's right. Last, okay. don't, don't talk. Don't you talk to me about e dam, vicious red plastic covered <laughs> swine. We're going to talk about a dam, and what would you say is the most sort of famous, well, certainly notorious dam in the world? Oh, well, I think it's got to 
be the Three Gorges Dam on That's that there right. Yangtze River in that there China. Yeah, so you said first time around, you said that you'd seen it or you'd been there or no, something. No, or I what? haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But I, I, when I was gallivanting around China. On your gap yard? No, it wasn't on my gap yard, actually. It was on my. That's when you were counting armadillos. Uh, uh, yes, I was counting pangolins and things oh my on God. my gap yard. Uh, no, after I finished university and bummed around for a bit, but because no one would give me a job. Uh, I yeah, I was in China and that was loads of fun and weird, and that it was very controversial. That's the point. There was lots. There was lots of controversy. This was in two thousand and six, right. and I don't think it was. It was underway then. then. I think they yeah, started underway. building it, but it was yeah. Like, they they opened it two thousand and eight. I think started started right. going to okay. Yeah. Point yeah. is, it's yes. absolutely enormous, as I recall. Yes. Well, get, go and get that picture up again. So, um, it's two kilometers long. This dam crosses the <laughs> no, Yangtze River. No, it can't be. That's that's not how wide rivers are. That's, that's how long. All I'm telling you that's is it is like two kilometers between two villages. Well, that's... take it up with the Yangtze River. <laughs> it it is two kilometers long. That's how long. Look at that picture and tell me that's not two kilometers long. In fact, it's two point three kilometers long. There you go. It it's not two kilometers long. It's <laughs> two point three kilometers long. Look at it. Look. Have you got a picture? If you're if you're yeah. at home now and it's safe to do so. Get up a picture of Three Gorges Dam. Is that not a massive thing? It's eye-wateringly big. It's, Isn't it? It's one Describe of those things it. where... Describe it. Describe well, it. Until you, look at, until you look at it in detail, you don't appreciate just how big it is. But, but you see what are clearly absolutely monumental structures. Well, in fact, you can see a tiny... You can see a car. You can see a yeah. car on top of it in the picture I'm looking at. And it is like the size of an ant... There is so much concrete. It's fast. It's, oh my God. Is something amiss? Amiss? God, no. What could possibly be amiss? We had an extended debate in the first time we recorded this about, like, does it cross all three gorges, in which I said to you that you're a cretin because it's not like it's not, you do one gorge and another gorge. It's not like there are three gorges being crossed all at once. It just goes across the river. But why right? is it called three gorges, then? Oh, we're not doing get... this again. No, I, don't, I don't understand. It's like, why is that place near Gatwick called Three Bridges? It's because there's three bridges in it. It's yes, but not... there's only one dam here. This dam is a, it's just called the Three Gorges Dam. It's like if you, I don't know. But it's going from one side of a river oh, to the other side. I can't believe we're so doing this again. can't it, be going. We're going to call it the Steve Dam, all right? It's called <laughs> Steve. It's not called the Three Gorges Dam, and that stops this stupid conversation. Right, so Steve, the Steve Dam <laughs> is 2.3 kilo, 2. kilometres long at 185 metres high. Right, just try and get your head around that. I can't get my. It's so. I'm looking at all these pictures of it, and it's so big. I know that's ninety kefir moors standing on each other's shoulders. (laughs) That's how tall that is. Right, generally for for people listening, (laughs) I was going to say people who aren't Welsh, but in fact, people who aren't Dave. Kefir moor is a footballer who plays for Wales. Yeah, and actually we're recording this, as well as recording it twice, we're actually recording this about 10 days before you hear it. So by this point, Kiefer Moore may very well have been knighted and taken Wales to monumental sporting glory. So who knows? That's a thing. That could have happened. Yeah, that may have happened, yeah. That may have happened. Generates an absolute shitload of power. This is what you are looking at in that picture is the world's largest power station. Oh, it has got right, big. It's the world's. That is the world's largest power station. That thing, like the world's largest site 
source of power. 22, here's some numbers. I'll put these numbers into context. Don't, you know, don't turn your baseball cap the right way around. Just, you know, listen. 22,500 megawatts installed capacity. Most people don't know if that's a lot. That is a lot. That generates somewhere in the region of 100 terawatt hours a year. Most people don't know if that's a lot. Do you think that's a lot? Oh, it's a big number. It's a big number. 100 terawatts or what's that? 100,000 gigawatts possibly? Sounds about right. Or like a million kilowatts? One, 10 million? Anyway, the point is it's one third of the electricity consumption of the UK every year. So as much like the ho- you take the oh whole of like the whole of for argument's sake the south of England, right? And you you could that thing you're looking at, that one dam is generating all of the electricity that is equivalent to what that uses in a year. That's how much whoomph you get out of a dam like oh, that's that. Significant whoomph. Isn't it? That is significant whoomph. <laughs> So when I tell you about that whoomph, do you not? Does a little bit of you not go, "Ah, oh, that's pretty cool that we can do that," and like that's all kind of zero carbon energy and stuff? Yeah, the the bit of me that doesn't care about all of the people that were displaced and all the animals that go extinct. That, that, that okay. bit, of, that bit of me. <laughs> all right. goes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> whoop de do. It goes la di da, hip and indeed hooray. Yes. That bit of me. Yes. Well, see, that was where I was at too. And this was because I hadn't really learned about it. Then I did some learning about it. You so don't should, care about people or animals, that's why. Well, no, it's not that. It's just that I didn't quite realise what we were talking about here. So um, <laughs> let's have a little extension of Dan Boys. Would you like to guess, Ol, uh, how many people... In fact, you don't need to guess. We've done this before. How many no, people? Let's keep up the pretense. I think this is, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of experiment to see how convincing a liar I am. I'm, I'm actually convincing myself that I'm answering some of these questions for the first time. I'm, I'm quite okay. enjoying it. Okay, let's not right. break the fourth wall, Dave. Okay, maybe you could say what you said first time. So, how many yes. people do you think were displaced by the reservoir that was created as a result of this dam? Oh. I th- I said, and I thought this was quite a good guess, I thought about 20,000 people. Mm. And I made this noise. Mm. <laughs> and then I said, bit higher. And then I said, oh, <laughs> you're making that face as if it's like an order of magnitude higher. And, and I, I made said, this noise. Mm. <laughs> and I said, a million? And I went, higher? And I went, oh, God. <laughs> Two million? Oh, lower than that. One point three million people is what I said once, and I'm saying it again hitherto, henceforth, and for all time. And I'm not saying it again. If you think I'm doing this for a third time, you are mistaken. Which is not far off How the total many, population. Like, let's, let's just say for sake oh, of argument, yes, that this record did screw up. This record here, yeah, the one we're yes. doing right now. Yes. And I, I can't tell you how often I'm looking and checking all of the connections, <laughs> that things are plugged into where they're supposed to be plugged in. But let's just say there's a screw up. How yes. many more times would you attempt it? Bearing in mind it's now seven minutes past 11 on a school night. None more times. None more times. None more times. Okay. 1.3, shut up about a serious thing, 1.3 million people. Were I mean, displaced, like, which is about it's not far off the pop the entire population of Northern Ireland were displaced, right? That's, that's so it's abysmal. extraordinary. 
I had no idea. You had no idea. I had no idea. That's I had no. I mean, I, I knew that a lot of people were displaced, and I hadn't bothered looking up how many. And that's that's ridiculous and appalling. Like you can't you yeah. can't just say to one point three. Well, obviously, obviously you can, but you shouldn't. I, I, I say, put it to you that if you are China, you can. <laughs> you shouldn't say to one point three million people, "Oh, hi. You know your home. You need to leave your home now." Uh, it's up to you to you can stay if you want it's just going to become one of those underwater homes and you better get a f- snorkel mrs lu may not have many more potato crops to harvest in her family fields close by the yangtze they'll all be underwater when the 600 kilometer long reservoir starts filling in five years time she'll have to move but says she's unconcerned it costs them more to relocate all of those people than it costs to actually build the thing. That's like, that really? is what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a seven in billion a, quid. In a way, relocate. I'm kind of surprised that they compensated people to that extent. Maybe that makes me a horrible kind of anti-China zealot. I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't know what the mass of that is, but that sounds like... It's not like... great if you actually do the mass of that. But anyway, okay. um, yeah, seven billion per, seven billion displacement cost. For 1.3 million people. You can work it out. Anyway, would you also like... So So that's not good, right? That is not a good thing. Would you like to, to have a guess how much land is under that new reservoir? So they, that's a shift, 1.3 million people. How big? And once again, we're not guessing this. We said it before. What did you guess when I said this to you first time? How much I land said Wales, has been covered up? Because yeah, everything sm- was measured in Wales. So I said Wales. It's, it is smaller than a Wales. It is uh, the equivalent to, so it's 600 kilometres squared, which is basically a third of the size of London. In fact, no, it's more than a third of the size of London. It's like sort of, you know, two-fifths of the size of London. Greater London. Yeah, Greater London is like 50 square miles, isn't it? Oh, have I got that wrong? I think the people in this country have had enough of experts. So it's basically like equivalent to flooding the entirety of West London and some of South London, which I'm sure you would enjoy. Well, I've Um, moved now. That's fine. Ah, fine. Okay. Would you like to say, would you like to have a guess, Oh, how many archaeological sites of Price's historical value are now wet? (laughs) I'm guessing it's not none. It's Um, not none. (laughs) Oh, Maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple of Pompeys, uh, chuck in an Atlantis or two. <laughs> well, Atlantis, uh, I mean, well, yeah. Well, I don't know, like terracotta army type thing. Um, yeah. 1,300 is the answer. So 1,300 oh, um, irreplaceable. They're still there. They're still there. They're just, you know, harder to get to, harder but, to yes, visit. Less accessible. I suppose the, queue, will... the, queues, are, the queues are shorter. I was going to so say they will, you know, because tourism can be awfully damaging for some of these sites, so that will have eased. Uh, would you like to guess how many Chinese river dolphin, the Baiji, have directly benefited from the construction of this dam? Oh. <laughs> directly benefited? Directly benefited from the construction of this dam. Oh, I suppose there might have been one or two really lazy ones that resented having to, like swim the length of the river um so we'll say two no i think the correct answer is none of them and how many of them have indirectly not benefited all of them so basically your chinese river dolphin is now believed to be extinct and some say that the construction of this dam was what i mean they were buggered anyway but some people say like the construction of this dam which has just affected the river flow and they can't travel up it has finished them off how many chinese paddle fish do you think have directly benefited from the construction of this dam not as many as i'd like and what i'd like is more than one or more than none yeah, I was reading about that, these. I was reading yeah, about these yeah. after the first record. 
Uh, pull up, pull up the Chinese. Uh, describe your Chinese paddlefish to. It's a beautiful thing, or at least it was a beautiful thing. It's, it's like a swordfish, except instead of a sword, it's got a sort of well, a paddle, I suppose. Um, a bit like an oar for its nose, and yeah, they were they were they were great until <laughs> it got Til, done. Yeah, um, a mass, it's a not just this. Came. It's not just this dam, but the dam finished them off. Like they, as with everything, they've been overfished. Uh, but as late as the 70s, they were catching like 25 tons of these things a year. That probably didn't help, to be honest. And uh, now yeah, the right. dam came. And they, they, they're a migratory species. So they they sw- go out to sea and then they come back up the river to spawn. And obviously now they come back up the river to smack into an, a massive <laughs> wall of concrete. Um, because and, you the, could, and be- the ones that didn't, the ones that were the other side, obviously like got trapped and became effectively landlocked, which is no good to them. So that did for them and that's really sad and i'm just going to give you a little true or false here all would you say it is true or false that the three gorges steve dam in china is uh, so massive that the reservoir it has created the bulk of water it has created is so massive is it true or false that it is warping the planet oh jesus Can can that just be false, please? I'd like that to Uh, be false. No, uh, the shift of water stored by the dams has increased the total length of the Earth's day by 0.06 microseconds, and it has made the Earth slightly more round in the middle and flat on the poles, according to NASA. God, the days are long enough. They stretch on and on. I don't want another 0.16 microseconds. And man, do you know how long this day has turned out to be? Yes, for Oliver. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hi, I'm Arabella, and you're listening to Sustainable. Let's talk about the climate impact. So, this is the, the climate impact that is generally thought about is in the construction of a dam. Now, you can see on your picture in front of you all, you can see the sheer amount of stuff that goes into a dam of that size, right? Yeah. 63 Eiffel Towers worth of steel. Just think about that for a minute, Ol. So, uh, another lot of stuff, yes. Yeah, sixty and and imagine and a wall. Can you remember this? Like if, if I if I said to you, here's how much concrete was used. Imagine if you have a wall that is a meter high and a meter thick. How long would the wall be ooh, to have ooh, the same ooh. amount of concrete in it? Uh, you told me this. T- yep. Two hundred and seventy thousand kilometers. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Sorry, twenty-seven thousand kilometers. Oh, was only so, by a factor of ten. Yeah, so it would stretch two-thirds of the way around the circumference of the Earth. It's 27 million cubic metres of concrete. That's I, I mean, I can't even... The only way... I can't even really conceptualise a 27,000-kilometre wall, never mind what that is when you add it all up, right? Um, and all of that... Here's where my maths comes in. I shan't explain my maths. I did some sums. I did some sums. We haven't even talked in this second record about your cavalier attitude to prepare in this episode we haven't even talked about that we haven't even talked about <laughs> the fact it's been rather eclipsed by my cavalier <laughs> attitude to recording it 
<laughs> We've talked about the fact that, like, this is Dave's research and Dave's maths that hasn't been quality assured by all. But my maths, anyway, says there's five million tonnes of carbon dioxide that just building this thing has generated, right? Oh, That's building Steve Dam. Which is a big number, you know, yes. That's a it's a number. big number. But, but, and we talked, so I went off on one previous yes. time round about how yes. that's huge and galumphing and doesn't it put into perspective all of our little pity, pity little efforts to try and yes, save carbon. You, you said something like, sod if, buggered if I'm going to do my recycling now, is pretty much what Yeah, something said. like that, like yeah. I'm going to go outside and burn fridges because what's the point? Um, and then you quite rightly said, yes, but hang on, like, that could that argument could be made about all sorts of green infrastructure, like building wind, wind turbines uses loads of concrete and steel and stuff, and like we accept that because it quite quickly pays back, right? Right. And and you your point was like this is just a big version of that. Like if we yeah. if we're only going to focus on the on the climatey things, yes, five million tons of CO two have gone into the atmosphere because of making the thing, but now a third of the equivalent of a third of the UK's electricity is generated all clean and that's very quickly going to outweigh it. So on those very, very narrow terms, it's kind of fine. But it's not that narrow because I, I do think there is a tendency to go, to take a number that big, which is one thing. It's a bit like when we talked about Amazon. I mean, it's not the same thing, but the episode from two weeks ago, we talked about Amazon. Like they damned the Amazon now. It isn't. No, Amazon should be damned, but etc. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, no, like yeah. when you have one big company, you look at the numbers that one big company generates, and you go, "Wow, that's massive." There are a bunch of inhofs. But then, if you had like a million small companies generating the same amount of stuff, you still got the same problem. Now, that's not the case with Amazon. It's not a very good analogy. But like, it does kind of apply to this. You can't single out dams as having a huge carbon construction cost unless you're going to do the same thing for like other types of green stuff right uh yes i suppose so if we're only talking about carbon if we're not talking about all the stuff we've already talked about yeah okay and i don't know yeah everyone i don't don't think that wind turbines require the population of northern ireland to move out of a (laughs) river valley i don't think now can anybody tell me how much energy it takes to power las vegas um i I just have a question um is this a goddamn? <laughs> and then all. And then all, right? Mm. So, again, and it's such a shame we're having to... Have I mentioned what a shame it is we have to do this again? It's such a shame we're having to record this episode again because you genuinely didn't know the thing I was about, I'm was. i about to tell you. So I'm going to just no. tell you it this time. And it blew, did it not, blew your tiny little mind? It did blow my tiny little mind. It genuinely blew my tiny little mind. And uh, yeah. the fact that I, as you mentioned, hadn't done any prep for this episode meant that that was a genuine mind-blowing experience the first time around. Yeah. And, and this so, time I'll do a very good job at pretending. Well, just, just, okay, we'll talk about what happened. So what I said was, bloody hellfire. I talked about the Tyndall Centre, the aforementioned Tyndall Centre on climate change, massive, massive experts on climate change, had done a load of work about dams. And they said, hang on a minute, let's have a look. Loads and loads of countries are building dams and they're saying they are part of their climate plans. They are part of getting to net zero or massively cutting emissions all around the world. And there's loads and loads of dams under construction and indeed loads of them already built. And they say, well, what are the carbon emissions of this thing, right? And they concluded that the carbon emissions of your average dam... Now, we're going to have to play the sexy grams per kilowatt hour music. Oh. Um, 
That is my kind of music. It's your kind of music. Now, I did used to have a go at you, and you banged on incessantly for the first 20 episodes of Sustainable, all about grams per kilowatt hour. I didn't do. You've, you just, you did. for the 200 episodes since then, you've just characterized me as someone who banged on about grams per kilowatt hour, but I never did. <laughs> Would you like to explain what you did? You did. You banged a lot. A trust bit. me. A little you did. bit. Self-promotion is what it was. Shameless self-promotion. Now, would you like to explain to the class, for anyone who doesn't know why this matters, what is, in the UK, what is a grams of CO2 per kilowatt hour when it's at home? Why does it matter? Are you, I feel like I'm about to get in the moment I open my mouth. Probably. Okay. Well... Just getting a preemptive one in there. Just for... What we all want, Dave. Yes. You and I, and all mm. right-minded people, right-thinking people, want yes. the electricity yes. that comes out of our plug sockets to be made by things that don't kill planet Earth. Yes. Yes, please. So yes, don't, please. Don't I'll... burn things to make electricity, basically. Yes. And the way, and and so a way that you can measure the cleanness of all that electricity is how many bits of carbon have been generated per unit of electricity right so right. it's bad when it's like 500 grams of co2 per kilowatt hour which so 500 grams of co2 are produced in order to make one bit of electricity okay but what we were trying to do is get that number that 500 number down 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 by bringing lots of green things onto the national grid booting off all of the coal and gas and stuff like that so a good number would be somewhere below 50 that would be that would be what would be considered a kind of green electricity grid right. okay? okay 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 and where are we at whereas where's the uk and you know where's the uk at now roughly it's give or take it's Getting closer to that. On a good day, it gets somewhere in the range of like 50 to 100. On average, I think it's about somewhere between 150 and 200, maybe a bit more. Okay, so let's but, let's call it 200 for argument's sake as yeah, a kind of maximum. Something like that, that yeah. Might be, right? So according to the Tyndall Centre, they looked at dams, the dams that are currently out there at the moment, and they said on average, your dam has a grams per kilowatt hour of carbon of... Up to 300, somewhere like 250 to 300 grams per kilowatt hour, right? I.e. more, a dam, which is ostensibly a low-carbon, zero-carbon thing, has over its lifetime, if you, add, if you take into account all the stuff in its lifetime, has quite a high carbon footprint. Oh, some of them have really high carbon footprints. Now, I I then said, <laughs> yep, such a fast. I then said, <laughs> okay, so what? That's taking into account all the concrete and steel and stuff that's used to make them, is it? And which, you which said, is, yeah, yes, which it is. yes. But and this is a bit that blew my mind. It's only on. about five percent. Um, actually, sorry, that's not right. It's about ten percent. About ten percent of the carbon the carbon footprint over the lifetime and like dams last for a hundred years, right? So you're kind of talking, if you average it out over all of that time, um, yeah, but only 10% comes from the construction. And, I, and you said, bugger me. Yeah. And you said something along the lines of well, where the sodding act does the rest of it come from. Yeah, and then we where, played like, a game, which we can cut to the chase of when I said, well, what happens in practice all, if you flood an area, the size of West London and half of South London, what happens in practice? Uh, I made a, Weak joke about hipsters in Camberwell um, twiddling their moustaches and sort of 
pondering it. Uh, yep. And an even weaker joke about people in Chelsea just buying yachts and floating around and being absolutely fine. Uh uh, but then what did I say? I said, um, everything's covered in water. And you yeah. said, and including? Said, including Batsy Park and Richmond Park and Dulwich and Wood. Like, oh, yeah, like trees. Think trees and plants are going to die. All the and green what, things are going to die. And what happens then? They rot. They decompose yeah. and they give off methane. Which is a far more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, right? Eight times more, is it? Something like that. Twelve Twelve times times more. It doesn't last as long in the atmosphere, but does go up there and immediately starts doing like 12 times the damage that a bit of carbon would do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. that's right. Carbon lasts for a hundred years or a couple of hundred years or something like that. Methane is gone relatively quickly, but is very, very bad when it's up there. Yeah. And as we all know, it's the short term that we're really worried about here well well, right that's it right so like uh, basically what is happening so that's where the vast majority of the carbon emissions they're not carbon carbon emission equivalent but the greenhouse gas emissions off of a dam comes from and obviously that massively depends where you put them right but if you put them in tropical areas there's one dam which is in brazil which has got an estimated carbon per grams per kilowatt hour remembering that like the uk on a bad day at the moment is 200 like a coal power station is about a thousand grams per kilowatt hours this dam in brazil has 3900 grams of kilowatt hours because to build the thing you've basically flooded i don't know if this is right but like a sodding rainforest or like a massive area of incredibly rich vegetation which then rots and gives off methane and the more like particularly in kind of tropical areas in fact you know notably in tropical areas where about 30 percent of the dams that are in the pipeline are going to be built that's what you get and it blew my mind and it's blown your mind right that is bonkers isn't it that's totally bonkers so i I, like joked earlier about oh so they're damming the amazon now uh and i I don't know whether the one you're you're saying is in in the amazon but the point is if it's in brazil even though Brazil's a massive country, it's going to be in a relatively tropical zone. And that is, wow. Yeah. So it's four times as bad as a coal power station. So yeah. It would yeah. have been four times better to build a coal power station than to yeah. build that Relative power. to per, per unit of energy you get out of it. 10% of all of the hydropower plants that already exist have got emissions the same as a fossil fuel plant, right? That's and the point so being... insane. The point being, that's not all dams. The point being, dam is not bad because of that, right? But the point being, it massively depends. This is where I've things Dave can't decide if this is good or not, right? It massively depends where you put it. As a, like, it's not it's not just size of dam. It's like, what is it that gets covered up when you do this? Not just the people, which is bad, and the ecology, which is obviously going to be relevant. But if you're doing this thing in like a rocky country where no bugger lives and there's a couple of elk and you can move them elk. That's very different to doing it in a place where either like a million people live or where like some endangered species live or like where there's a huge load of vegetation, what will turn to mush and fry us, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? So all dams are not equal is what we're saying here in a fairly dramatic way. (laughs) Yeah, but some of them are really not equal. The point being like, now I don't know if, it's hard to imagine that you could have that order of magnitude with loads of wind turbines in terms of whether they were good or bad. Like, you could put them in the path of a kitty wake or you could not, right? You could shred a 
particular mot or not with a wind turbine. But in terms of like, they're not going to have that order of impact depending where you sign. No. Like, they are just generally benign well, things, th- yes? Yeah, I think there's some concern about they knack a, a bit of marine ecology. And some of the offshore ones, I think, can be a, a bit destructive on the seabed. I don't know. But like, we're not talking the same order of magnitude, no. And the scale of like bad one to good one is, as you say, a, a pretty narrow scale. Yeah. But yet, according to the Tyndall Centre, 90% of the plans that are being submitted as part of the nationally determined contributions as part of the Paris climate process. Yeah. Basically, 90% of countries' climate plans have got dams in them. And they're saying, look, they are. That's our climate action. Look at them dams. And loads of those countries are going to be bunging them dams in tropical places, which means they're going to be having more emissions off their dams, probably, than they would have got just by covering the entire thing in oil. Uh, Great, yeah. <laughs> i really hope i really really hope there are like clever people in governments and companies trying to work out where the best place to put these are because that's depressing as all hell if they're not if they're just we've we sort of talked about this in a few episodes where the, the deliberate lack of i suppose holistic thinking to for Want of a less wanky term, but no, sorry. Uh, but do you know what I mean? In in order to to just go in a very blinkered way, right? What we want is to be able to say on our report that we have done a thing which generates electricity from no fossil fuels. We're gonna put this dam in, and that will, there is no way that we can be accused of doing anything bad from fossil fuels. So we're just putting the dam in. It's like right, but. You've you've covered up the Amazon rainforest. Well, yeah, but we're not burning any coal. And I really hope, I really, really hope that there are people looking at it, at it all in the round, listening to Dave. Listen to Dave. Listen to Dave. Listen to Dave. And, well, they are more controversial than they were, right? There is a growing, you know, lot of concern about it. You're Steve Dam in China, right? You're Steve Dam. Um, you know, like. Okay, apologies, I don't really know how stuff works in China, but like a third of the delegates in the National Chinese Congress thing voted against this, which I think is a pretty unusual thing to kind of happen, right? Because it's so controversial. You said it's controversial when you went there. In America, they're getting rid of old dams. There's like a thousand dams over the last decade have been taken away for all sorts of reasons, but in some cases because like it's deliberately trying to restore river flow and fishing opportunities to uh, Native American people who live there who had the dam come and nausea up and as part of settlements they're getting rid of it and because like you know people are seeing it as bad for ecology um there is, yeah, there is a there is, a, there is yeah yeah and there is a thing about like the irony of creating a huge amount of water behind your dam which sometimes is for reservoir you know drinking purposes and, and other times for power is that you you do according to things i read in between these two versions of this episode uh you do ironically create a bit of drought downstream quite often so like People downstream of Steve Dam um, are <laughs> are not getting enough water in uh, in some cases. But on the on the flip side, didn't didn't the Chinese government say one of the reasons for this was to control flooding? So like seasonal flooding in these mi- massive rivers is a big deal. Like lots of people do get very very nosed by seasonal yeah. flooding in massive yeah. rivers. So that I suppose yeah. they 
they are presumably arguing that by controlling what happens downstream, and to an extent upstream, but mainly downstream, you are saving people from the destruction of flooding, maybe? But I've, I've, I'm slightly... I think that's a bit of a straw person. But okay. Here's the thing. Oh, right. Here's the thing. Can Dave, does Dave think these things are good or not? Well, that thing about the carbon impact of Dan has kind of blown my little mind a bit. And I think yeah. it is like, it really has. And in principle, they could still be good, but I don't know. They're often not, right? And I think it's the fact that people aren't really going, hang on a minute, is this dam going to destroy the Amazon <laughs> or whatever that makes you a bit worried about it? If you do it, like, I don't know. Have you changed your opinion in any way or just hardened it? Have I just given you another reason to hate a thing you already decided you hated? Yeah, I, I think I'm more of a damn zealot now. Damn or be damned, I suppose. Um, I Yeah, I had always assumed that like they were a good way of generating low-carbon power. and Sometimes they could be. Sometimes, and sometimes they, could they could be. I would, yeah, I'd be very interested to see like a list of the good ones versus the bad ones and see how they how they weigh up um but yeah no i i think i'm <laughs> i think i'm more entrenched in the anti-dam uh camp and i, I it's inter- i was thinking about it when you were speaking i was listening intently to what you were saying don't get don't get me wrong but essentially they're batteries aren't they they're like they're storing up power which you can then release and as serious kind of elon musk gigabattery type stuff develops won't the kind of case for making these things start to kind of wither away a little bit? Because it, all you're doing is storing electricity so you can discharge it in a controlled way. But that's that's what gigabatteries do and obviously do it in a way which I know comes with some of its own problems in terms of the stuff that's needed to make them, but is not, you know, it's infinitely less problematic than building a 2.3 kilometre concrete wall across an exceptionally important river and changing the ecology and human habitation forever and probably flooding a load of tropical uh, vegetation, therefore contributing additional carbon emissions. I, I, do, you see what I'm, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, d- I don't know the answer. I do know that one of the main reasons that people come out against dams at the moment is they're like, the problem with all of the construction costs and all of that methane, what you generate, is it's all at the front. Like over a hundred year time scale, your dam may or may not sort of make itself, you know, pay back its carbon debt and stuff like that. But yeah. the problem is you're generating loads of greenhouse gases now. Yeah. And it's now that we need to be not doing that. really ideally if we've got like 10 years to try and keep the world to 1.5 degrees we can't be bunging shitloads of methane and shitloads of construction uh but particularly the methane up in the atmosphere can't be doing that well the methane's Um, particularly bad isn't it because that is a thing which otherwise would have been a carbon sink so yes vegetation forest whatever that was there would have been carrying on sucking carbon out of the air for you and now you've turned it around (laughs) Like so, it stopped doing a good good. thing for you and started doing a bad thing for you, which is going to carry on doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not a damn fan. (laughs) 
Right, that is just about it for another episode of Babel. Another one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dave. I am sorry. It's all right. Yep. I mean, it's not all right, (laughs) is it? But... It's fine. It sort of has to be all right, but it's not. It can be like it can it can be like the great lost Babel episode when we're when we're you know when the plaques are going up and they're releasing the DVDs and all the best of Dave and Earl. Someone will unearth that original file, dig it off your computer, scrape off the sound of background noise, make it presentable, and sell it for an absolute fortune, and we won't see a penny of it um, because we'll have been chopped to pieces by the makers of Steve Dam. (laughs) Super. On that cheery (laughs) note. Uh, Yes, thank you very much. And thank you very much to the magnificent Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and twinkles this podcast. Thank you to the equally magnificent, wise, beautiful and compassionate Arthur Stovall who does the logo, which is on our T-shirts that you can buy from our website, which is wobblywobblywobbly.sustainababble.fish. We are on the internet and you can find us by going to the internet. That is on email at hello at sustainababble.fish. If you want to send us an email, we do read them. We don't always have time to reply, but we read all your lovely emails and indeed make episodes out of some of your suggestions. Or on the Facebook, just search Sustainababble or this, on the was, Twitter wasn't... at the Babble Wagon. What? Wasn't this a suggestion from a listener? Uh, might have been. Didn't, didn't somebody write to us saying do dams? I'm sure someone did. I think I think after we, yeah I think you're Check's right. Check email. Check's email. Hang on. Yeah, Robert Wilson. Robert Wilson wrote to us on Patreon. One of our Patreon supporters wrote to us, and he said, "Please do a whole episode yes, on dams. Yes, yes. Even better if you can talk to a dam expert." Well, uh, I bloody am a dam expert now. I'll tell you for nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> and makes perfect. Yeah, he asked how effective things like fish ladders and sediment transplant are. We didn't talk about that. Sorry, Robert. But we did talk about dams for about seven hours. Anyway, yes, you can find us on all of those things. You can support us on the Patreon. Be like Robert and support us on the Patreon at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. And thank you to Robert and everyone else who does for their support. Super duper. Right. That's it. Is it? It, Everything looks good. Everything looks good. Great. The, the mic is emphatically plugged in. <laughs> Superb news. Oh, I love you very much. I could never be angry at you, my chicken. That's not true, but I appreciate you saying that. Sorry Bye-bye. again. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.